hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on More Podcast Money, I've often said that one of the best ways to make money with your podcast is to promote your own product. And for many people, that first product is a book. And today we have one of the top book marketers on the planet giving you the details of launching your first book. Who could use some more money? Maybe you didn't start your podcast looking to make money, but you hear about others who are making some cash and hey, you'd like to join that club. Well, you're in the right place. I've been podcasting since 2005 and I can tell you what is and is not working. Our website is morepodcastmoney.com where you can see our blog, join our newsletter, and purchase the book, More Podcast Money. I'm your host, Dave Jackson. Now, who wants to make some more money? As I'm getting ready to seclude myself and pound out the new version of More Podcast Money, you know I've been interviewing people about new strategies and new tools that are available, but I'm also doing some research on how book marketing has changed. And I got the top guy when it comes to book marketing. Let me explain a couple quick things. I love his show because he interviews somebody and then he'll he'll talk about like a strategy, like strategy A is blah, blah, blah. And then he'll interview somebody who's doing that strategy and explaining how it works. That's really cool. His website is phenomenal. He's using a thing called Beaver Builder. I kind of looked into this and I'll have links to this out in the show notes. Just go to morepodcastmoney.com slash 14 because there are a lot of links that we talk about today. And his website has a really cool start here button. It's just clean. And you'll hear when he answers a question, he's always answering. Like if I say, well, what about this? He goes, so you know what? We've got a link for that on the website. And this is kind of what you want your podcast, your book, whatever your product is that you're making. You want it to solve a problem for your potential customer. And Dave Chesson, thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's really cool to be here. I've always told people one of the more profitable ways of making uh, money with a podcast is to have your own product. I think most people think they might have a book in them. And so what we're kind of looking for is in general, if somebody wants to start a book project, what are some of the things that they need to know just to get started in terms of how much money and time and things like that? Well, you know, books are definitely a project, but one of the biggest things that we need to do is we need to define where the finish line is. Most of the time when I talk to a lot of people who, you know, they're either running their their podcast or their website, the book is like the thing that they kind of keep putting off that they want to do. And the truth is the best way that you're going to accomplish this is to sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to spend from 5 to 7 a.m. every morning. Just that's my book time. Nothing else. I'm going to cut out Facebook. I'm going to do it. And when you do that, you're actually, you're not only going to create a great book, but you're also going to create one that is consolidated and together and a better product in the end. And the reason why I say that is because there are books that we start 
and we start working on them and then we take like a couple months break and then we start again and the book ends up feeling a little conjoint, disconjointed. Mm. So in the end, my biggest recommendation is that if you decide to start a book, give a certain amount of time every day or at least every week and stick with that and you will write a great book and you'll have it there ready for your audience when you're ready for it. What can somebody expect in terms of, you know, I'm assuming we, we need to hire an editor because that would be a good thing. I think that would be a mistake not to, especially in my case. Then you need a, a book cover. What are the, What's that going to run us and what else would we maybe need? Well, I'm going to pretend that we're on a very tight budget. Okay. I mean, otherwise I would say, hey, put 90% of your budget in the cover because the cover is really that important. But one of the tactics I love using to get a legit good book cover, but for cheap, is that when you're on Amazon and you're shopping, you see any book that kind of sticks out in your mind, doesn't have to be on your subject. But when you see a book cover you like, go ahead and screen capture it and then put in a little file on your on your desktop. And then over time, as you start to build it, you'll have a collection of these book covers that really impressed you. Sit down one day and really think about what it is you like about those book covers. Maybe you really like the way this one title was designed in this, say, say romance. I mean, let's say we're doing nonfiction here, but say the romance title looked kind of good. All right, cool. Next element. Hey, I really like the simplicity of this. And and you just keep collecting notes. Once you have that sort of information, you can then go to like Fiverr. And a lot of people are going to scream when I say this, but you can go to Fiverr. You can find a legitimate artist for maybe 20, 50 bucks. But the key is, is that on Fiverr, you're paying that person not for their designer capability or their creativity. You're paying them to do X, Y, and Z. And all of that research you just did will be perfect. You then go to that Fiverr designer. You say, look, I want you to use, you know, to create this title look, but it says the man down the street, whatever your title is. Okay. Here is a picture I found that I want you to have center. Now I want to, you know, basically you've laid it out. Just do X, Y, and Z. And you did a good job. So that way you will get the cover you want. It will be much more professional and it was cheaper. When we pay like thousands of dollars for a cover designer, we're basically handing them the money and being like, you know what? You're the bomb and you are the professional at this. Now you go do it. So that's one great way to be able to decrease your cost, but still not decrease your quality. Nice. When it comes to editors, yeah, that one's kind of important. If you use the Fiverr tactic we, we just talked about, that'll save you a lot of money that you can then apply towards your editor. Nothing will kill your authority or credibility than a book that is just riddled with mistakes and is disconjointed, okay? Where it sounds like you just sat down and you were just just rolling off information. <laughs> like, uh-uh. All right, you got to impress me because if we're, if we're using this to our audience, there's nothing that's going to be worse than when they finally pay money, you know, pay you for the book and they get it and they invest the time to read what you have to say and they're just not impressed. If you type into like Google book editors, our article should come up number one in Google. And there's a whole list of legitimate book editors there that focus on a certain niche or a certain genre and go ahead and select them right there, kind of make it easier for you. With regards to formatting, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty darn lazy. I hate formatting because <laughs> it's kind of painful. You could get like software, or all this other template stuff. Right. But uh, I would just say go to Upwork. There's some great people that would be able to put together a book for you, in, you know, for like 25 bucks. So right there, we got the three biggest things. And I would say that you could create a legitimate book in under maybe five, six hundred dollars. 
be really attentive to some of the stuff that other people look uh, have created. Like, for example, if you do hire a book editor, make sure you get some references and go ahead and look at the Amazon sales page of the books they've edited. If you see reviews that say, oh, this editing sucks or their grammar, you know, or they're complaining. And believe me, if you got mistakes, they will complain. Uh, then maybe leave that editor alone. <laughs> now, the other thing I know with podcasting, a lot of people think if I can just get into iTunes, money will fall from heaven. And uh, I'm sure there are many people that think if I can just get into Amazon, let's say money will fall from heaven. So are there any kind of stats on like what the average book sells or, or what can they expect? Well, with people who have a podcast, you've got something above normal book publishers, okay, self-publishers. You have an audience. You have people who are already listening to what you have to say because they either enjoy your content or they enjoy the subject matter that you are speaking about. Being able to turn that audience towards your book will give you a lot more, shall we say, momentum in Amazon, and you will start to get more Amazon sales as well. So you'll get new customers. Where people usually struggle is they don't have a website or or email list or followers or podcasts or any of that stuff. And they decide to write a book, just throw it up there and hope that Amazon sends people to it. That usually doesn't work. Uh, One of the things that I'll say to those authors is that you really want to do some research and try to find out what it is people are searching for on Amazon. Okay. What books are people looking for? And then specifically, what are they not getting? There's a great article on my website called... If you just Google Kindle keywords, you'll find it. And that article will lay out all the steps you need to be able to be able to figure out what people type into Amazon, how much money those books are making, and whether or not the competition is too great. So any listeners out there, if you have a book idea and you're kind of curious to see whether or not people are willing to pay for it on Amazon highly recommend checking out that article and you'll know how to do that research and make sure that you have a better chance of success on Amazon before you even start writing the book. But couple that with the momentum you can create from your podcast, you've got a leg up on the competition out there. So I'd say you have a much better chance of success. Yeah. Talk about the calculator you have on your website. What's really cool about Amazon is that they have this rank and it's called the Amazon bestseller rank. Okay. And so if you go to any book on Amazon, you look at it, scroll down to where it starts talking about the categories, and you'll see this rank. Okay, That rank is a number from one to like five plus million, with number one being the number one best-selling book in all of Amazon, and five point whatever it is million being the worst-selling book in all of Amazon. Now, before this calculator that we created on Kindlepreneur, nobody had an idea of what that really meant. All right, So if you're the 72,421 book in the rank, are are you selling well? Is that is that good? Is two million good? So we actually compiled an incredible amount of information to create this free calculator, where all you have to do is take the Amazon bestseller rank of a book, put it in there, and it will tell you how many books that day were sold. So just using this, you can go and look at say your competitors' books or anybody's books for that matter, and see how much money they made in just today. And that's a great part of validating your book idea. If, say, for example, you're podcasting about, we'll say, the keto diet, right? Well, if I wrote a book on that, are there people paying money for that kind of diet? Specifically, maybe you're like millennial you know, keto diet or something like that. You could go to Amazon. And if you see a book that's targeting that market, you can use this calculator and look and see whether or not they're making money. And if all the books that are about the subject are not making any money... 
it's usually a good indication that people aren't searching for it or wanting it on Amazon. And that might save you some trouble. <laughs> that might save you 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of time. Yeah, exactly. Your website again is kindlepreneur.com. Did you always have a podcast or was the website first and the podcast second? No, the website was first. So I've always been kind of a, a writing nerd, not going to lie. And I enjoyed kind of building out the blog. I've kind of got a technical frame of mind, which is really different for authors. Uh, I like to break down the numbers. I used to be a nuclear engineer for the for the Navy. And um, for me, it was all about just kind of giving step-by-step processes for marketing and to look at the numbers. Well, over time, though, I kept having people say like, man, it's great, but you got like 3,000 plus words on this article. I don't have time to read that. And that's when I was like, you know, that's a really good point. Let's go ahead and create sort of the equivalent, but for a podcast. And so the Book Marketing Show podcast was created just for those those uh, traveling warriors that need to hear the information and learn, but they don't have the time to read it. Now, you have some really cool products over there. Uh, I'm definitely interested in the KDP uh, Rocket and your Kindle Spy and all these other great things. Is Was there a... a- significant or no difference going from just a blog to now a blog and a podcast? Like did the, the podcast, do you think increase your sales at all? I do. You know, it was funny. I met with a uh, Spencer Hawes a couple of years. He's the creator of nichepursuits.com and he created a software called Longtail Pro. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were sitting there and talking about it and he said, you know, he was like, Dave, I don't really have the numbers to tell you, but I know for sure that my podcast totally sold more Longtail Pro. And he said, because it put a personality behind the product, usually in the software world. And in his case, it was SEO, search engine optimization and keywords. We're used to a world where there is no person in front of a software. Oh, you just go there and buy it and that's it. Like, where are the humans? By humanizing himself and by proving that he really does focus on SEO, he believes that it had a major effect on his sales. He just can't give the exact number. Uh, Funny thing is, is that it's a million dollar company. His website gets over 300 plus thousand visitors per month to it. And, you know, and then he's got the podcast. He was like, yeah, I'll go to this conference or whatever. And nine times out of 10, the person will run up to me and say, man, I really love your podcast. (laughs) And that's it. Like, you don't hear about the blog or the software, but that's the thing that they, they really enjoy or the thing that connects them to him. And so... That was uh, something that I took into account when I was looking at, you know, whether or not we should create a podcast. And and yeah, I think that the truth is, is that if you come to Kindlepreneur and you read the blog, you just see words. You don't see me. You don't see anything about me. You might find a Star Wars quote or two because I'm kind of a sci-fi nerd. <laughs> but that's it. You, you move on, you leave. But if you're listening to me, there's probably a much deeper connection. And you're hearing the, hopefully the passion in the subject matter. And that kind of makes you want to follow more. And I think that's had a very dramatic effect on my business going forward. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes so far, and I've only made it through about half, was you took the KDP rocket and more or less did a demo of it. You said, hey, we're going to look this up and, and this and that. And here's the categories. And if you do this, and, and I was just like, without being salesy at all, it was just like, hey, I, I'm because all of a sudden I'm like, where's he getting all this data from? And all of a yeah. sudden you're like, I got this out of the KDP rocket. And I was like, Oh, that is, I'm so buying that as soon as I'm ready to, you know, <laughs> launch this thing. So I thought that was just a great idea of, 
a great example of here's how you show off your product without being a slimy, you know, hey, buy one now, only 97 or 57, 77, get the 30 plus uh, order now and get, you know, a set of Ginsu knives. You know how it goes. All the slimy yeah. sales pitches, not pitchy at all. It, it definitely worked. And the big thing is, is that software is a is just software, but it doesn't become a tool until people really know how to use it. Say, for example, you own an In-N-Out burger joint, which, oh, Lord, I love In-N-Out. No business in the world would ever just say, plop, there it goes, right? No, they're going to do their market research. They're going to figure out, all right, what location should we put it in? Okay, this city. All right, where in the city should we put it? Where's the most traffic going by? And let's look at how much it would cost to get it there. All right, now that we know this, how much competition is out there? Now, those are common things that just about any industry out there would do, whether you're Walmart, McDonald's, you know, a bookstore, right? They take that into account when they choose to put their product somewhere. Authors don't do that. Typically, a lot of authors say, you know, I'm going to sit down and just write and throw it up there. And if it's good, it'll do it. No, not really. Now, the crazy part is those numbers do exist. We as authors can pull back the curtain of, of Amazon and see the wizard behind pulling the levers and we really know what's going on. So to talk about certain genres or to talk about how an author was able to use a certain thing in order to gain a benefit, the numbers come in. And that was one of the cool things about creating KDP Rocket was it allowed us to finally have the numbers so we don't have to guess. And yeah, it's just kind of a natural fit. If you're really going to talk about a marketing effort, how can you not use the numbers? Right. Absolutely. Well, and I know you mentioned on your show, you have a free course. Yes. Yeah. So we created a course you can find at amscourse.com. And it teaches authors how to sell their books on Amazon's marketing service. It's like their pay-per-click advertising. Uh-huh. I love it because for the first time, we get to sell our books in a place where people have already decided they want to buy a book. I'm not trying to convince people to stop looking at cat pictures and come over and check out my book. <laughs> They're there trying to figure out what their next fix. And I just get it. I get to get my book right there in front of them. The cool thing is we were able to make this free because we, well, we created an AMS keyword feature on KDP Rocket. So the more educated people are on it, the more the software becomes more of a tool, see? And so granted, you can take that course and never use KDP Rocket. We show people how to do it manually. But if you're going to do it, let's do it more effectively and efficiently. And so it was, it was really awesome to be able to create. And it was, it was a long course. It's, it's really detailed. And we really wanted to go full tilt on it. But again, like I said, software is software until they know how to use it, then it becomes a tool. So let's help. You also have one of the coolest start here pages like ever. I, I, I got to get me one of those. That's a cool idea. So yeah, I had so many people send me emails saying, hey, marketing, like book marketing, there's so much, I don't know where to start. And it happened all the time. I was like, all right, good call guys. Let's go ahead and put a start here page and let me list everything, you know, in the different phases and where to go and where you're at in your book writing, go here, do this all the way through. So awesome. I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of a uh, time saver. <laughs> now I don't have to respond. In the email. <laughs> Start here. Well, if you want to see all this stuff, the website again, kindlepreneur.com. And that's genius in itself because I'm thinking you're probably not fighting a lot on Google for that phrase. I think you kind of own that. And uh, you've got the brand. You even have the cool light in the background. Nobody can see this because it's audio, but that's awesome. But uh, Dave, thanks for coming on the show. 
Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Dave. Find him at kindlepreneur.com. Again, all of links to everything we mentioned out at morepodcastmoney.com slash 14. I'll be back again in the future with a new episode of More Podcast Money as I continue to investigate and interview people. If you'd like a copy of the current version of the book, and of course, it's a Kindle book, so when it updates, it'll update on your Kindle. Just go out to the website, morepodcastmoney.com. So who found that useful? I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you're interested in starting a podcast, come visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're not new to podcasting, well, then come buy the book, More Podcast Money, at our website, morepodcastmoney.com, or just do a search at Amazon for More Podcast Money. This is Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting asking you, who could use some more money? Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.